Welcome to another episode of Connection Tech Experience. Today, we are all talking about cloud services. And Gartner forecasts that cloud services will be a $331 million market by 2022, which is predicted to be three times the growth of overall IT services. With organizations navigating this piece of the digital transformation through cloud or hybrid models, it's begging a few questions. Are companies looking at IT services as an investment versus a cost of doing business? And are IT decisions really part of a corporate strategy? And if so, who's making those decisions? Just this past July, HPE CEO Antonio Neri announced that by 2022, all of HPE's offerings would be services-based, which seems extremely timely with the projected growth of the industry. Today, I have with me Keith Early, greet the Green Lake specialist at HPE to weigh in on this digital transformation and really dig into the details of how cloud services and the consumption-based model is changing IT. Keith, welcome. Thank you. Why don't we start a little bit, because I say Green Lake specialist for HPE. Why don't you give us a little bit of a background of who you are, what you do with HPE, and what brings you to the podcast today? Sure, absolutely. So I'm a Green Lake consumption specialist. So I work, uh, I cover the East Coast, and I work with our clients, our business partners, and our enterprise teams working with uh, and consulting on on-premise hybrid cloud solutions. So we're working actively with our customers to build private hybrid clouds that seamlessly integrate with their existing public cloud strategy. Excellent. So let's set the foundation for those that are listening, because the consumption-based model, the as-a-service or everything-as-a-service model that we're hearing all the buzz about, um, very familiar in our personal lives. We use things like Netflix, um, Hulu. I actually use a clothing-as-a-service um a serve, rental service for myself. Um, but when we look at moving into a corporate world, it's a little bit unfamiliar for a lot of people. So how do you sort of introduce the idea of a consumption model to an IT department? Or how do you even start having that conversation with someone if they're, you know, already in a hybrid environment, or they we still have some sticklers that are those on premise people. Um, so how do you broach the conversation and get them a little bit more comfortable in a corporate environment. It's actually probably a little easier than you think. It's really all around budgeting, forecasting, the financials. Um, you know, we can provide an on-premise hybrid consumption-based model, actually less expensive than the public cloud. So it's 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 very compelling. And when you look at time to value and execution of getting infrastructure up and running, um, in our model, you're not paying for it until it's up and running and until it's used. So, um, you know, the finance people love it because uh, it really is steering their uh, IT organization away from overbuying and overprovisioning, which has always been a huge problem over the years. You know, and you make a good point that it it's a, a huge financial decision. And I think traditionally we've seen a lot of IT decisions come from maybe, a, you know, out of the C-suite, but that chief technology officer, even a chief security officer as we kind of get into the cloud stuff. But now we're seeing bigger decision makers like CFOs and CEOs, um, because this is more than just, you know, an IT purchase. It's a way that they're going to be doing business. So what is the, how does the conversation go with those kind of stakeholders when you've traditionally been working with people that are in IT exclusively? 
Yeah, a lot of our finance people are looking for transparency, transparency from a cost perspective, as well as who's using the IT infrastructure, right? Where, where is it allocated? What's driving those costs? So the whole chargeback showback that we have within our software stack is really adding value to the business. And that's really what our, our customers are looking for, is that visibility of what departments are, are driving their IT cost and why. Mm. Is it stale data? Is it active data? Um, what's it look like? So we're providing them that visibility. And when you, you're kind of doing a, um, a sort of overview. So let's kind of, let's walk through what this would look like for a company. You've got someone that maybe has some version of the cloud already, that hybrid model on premise and cloud. Um, when you're doing, do you sit down and do sort of a, a cost model of them to show what the as a service consumption would look like versus what they're doing today and how that sort of affects their capital expense versus an operating expense and, and how they're sort of tracking those expenses? Yeah, so the the initial engagement is very traditional, like we typically have engaged with our customers. Um, and then, you know, as you start talking about solutioning, uh, whether it be service storage, the edge, um, switching, routing, security, regardless of what it is, we then we then pivot and we and we look more deeply into the applications as well as the utilization and try to get some of that statistical data of where they're at today from a benchmarking standpoint that we right-size the environment going forward. But more importantly, we're providing additional infrastructure on-premise that they don't pay for, that HPE is providing them on-premise that is not paid for until they start to consume it in order to provide them the agility they need to meet the demands of the business. Um, so that's really uh, you know, the secret sauce, if you will. Do you have any examples of what that financial model looks like for a company and how that plays out? Yeah, so today we're doing a, a cash flow analysis moving forward, a little bit different than a total cost of ownership that you know some some people have done in the past. Um, and it's a real cash flow analysis based on utilization, what it looks like today is what what we look what it looks like going forward from a projection standpoint. So it's pretty pretty compelling. Um, you know, we have a lot of customers using our tools to limit that over provisioning, finding out what departments are, are you know, have a lot of stale data and, and looking to either offload that stale data or charge it back to the particular division within the organization. So it's all about accountability. That's interesting because I think you have, um, I don't think you realize when you're talking about data, who owns the data in an organization and necessarily who should be paying to store and use and pull that data. So how does, what does that look like for a company that have you ever worked with someone that you say, you know, oh, it's all being calculated here. And then they put your model, they put GreenLake in place. And now they're seeing that data is not being used by one department or another, you know, what have you run into there? Yeah, it's, it's, again, it's that transp transparency, visibility, understanding what, what the cost drivers are and where they sit within the departments and, and offloading that, you know, stale data at, you know, tertiary and more advantageous solutions. So do you have a, an example of a customer that you've worked with? Yeah, we've had, we've had a couple that, you know, marketing tends to drive a lot of stale data, things just sitting there over time. They hate to purge, they hate to get rid of anything. Um, and it, and it's really, you know, put the onus back on them to, um, figure out, you know, what, what the business really needs and, you know, where should it live? So all of this is living in the, um, in, 
in the consumption based model and in the service that you offer. Um, do you, you know, with being able to categorize where that data is living or who the owners of that data is, when it's being used, when it's not being used, is there any sort of after, you know, finding, making those findings and seeing that information that you offer a customer to help move, move that around? Yeah, sure. So great question. So, so with the GreenLake solution, we actually don't just throw the software over the fence to you and expect our customers to actively manage it out of the gate. We actually deploy remote services with the solution. Those uh, are technical account managers, utility managers that have the same visibility and tools um, that our customers have as it relates to their data. Those people are proactively making recommendations on a weekly, monthly basis on what capacity looks like, where workloads are being run, and actively making recommendations for efficiencies. And that's throughout the course. It's part of the as a service, right? It's not the set it and forget it. You actually have someone guiding you. Ongoing, yep. And who, um, you know, I think of uh, data is such a commodity and it's being moved around and traded and everyone wants data. Data, I was actually watching, um, do you watch Silicon Valley? No, I you should. That, yeah. You should. I was watching Silicon Valley last night. And so the whole premise of the show is like that he wanted to create a new Internet. Like he had data storage and it could compress data and be pulled down from the cloud, um, you know, in kilobytes instead of terabytes. And the whole this whole season's about him like having the new internet and not collecting personal data but turns out he's got like the best data algorithm collector and aggre- aggregator and all of that but um and then there's a, of course a bad guy that wants to take all that data and use it for bad purposes but so anyway i digress but when we think about how much data is being collected on a regular basis obviously maybe a company of 25 to 100 people might not be pulling in as much data to make an as a service useful, or is it? Like, what's the ideal company size that would want to take advantage of this? Yeah, you probably have to be rough and tough, probably around a thousand employees and have a significant data set um, to have it make sense and have value to the organization. Um, We have a number of different customers using it for many different things. Um, The use cases go anywhere from high performance compute to GPU as a service, to containers as a service, to database as a service. So it truly spans the gamut of what our customers are using it for. Um, and from a storage perspective, definitely some advantages as it relates to um, benefits of deduplication and compression um, that our customers see the benefit of that, not as, as opposed to the public cloud. Um, you're getting billed with those benefits of seeing dedupe and compression versus what is written. So uh, forgive my ignorance a little bit, but container as a service, what does that mean? So Kubernetes and Docker is very big as it relates to portability of workloads. Um, So we're seeing a lot of our customers looking to run Kubernetes on bare metal or Kubernetes uh, with VMware and have the ability to shift those workloads both on-prem and off-prem. We covered uh, sort of the financial model and how that addresses, you know, finance is always a huge pain point for any company, any department. Um, But what are some of the other, you know, pain points that you really see a customer having um, where this really comes in and swoops in, saves them, saves them time resources? What are some of those additional pain points? Yeah, most of them revolve around business agility. 
um, time to value, executing from a business perspective and having the infrastructure there and ready to go. Um, and that's module so that they can scale and start a, a new line of business at a reasonable reasonable expectation from an infrastructure standpoint um, and respond to the business's needs. That's that's really you know, what the IT folks are getting out of this model is that is that agility. Yeah, so they're not, they kind of taking a workload off of them so they can focus on other projects that are going on. It, it really gets down to um, IT no longer becoming a cost center and for them becoming a service provider to the business. Oh, I like that a lot. Yeah, because you always think of, you know, oh, this expense is coming from IT or it's going to cost right. us this much or we need a refresh here. We need to do that there. And it's always sort of pulling money out of the budget. But this gives them an opportunity to not only maybe add a service value, but potentially put ROI back in, which IT is seeing a lot of pressure to actually create ROI versus expense all the time. Absolutely. And, you know, the other the other question I have is, you know, we just wrapped up um, back in October cybersecurity month where everything we said and did was all about security. Um, and I would imagine where there's a component of on prem here because there's a lot of kind of weariness about going to the cloud due to the security. Like what happens if, you know, someone that's storing all of my data and controlling all of my data gets breached, um, but with GreenLake, they have the ability to have it on premise. So what does that look like from a security point of view um, and sort of help them be a little more, what's the word I want to use, responsible for their own data? Yeah, it definitely addresses a lot of concerns that our customers have as it relates to um, governance and security and having to deploy additional security resources as you go into the cloud um, and that whole visibility. So um, our customers really love the control that the on-prem solution gives gives them and they you know leverage public cloud when, it, when and where it makes sense and for that burstability. Um, but two, we kind of say you should always own your own data. You know, you use public cloud from a compute standpoint, but at the end of the day, own your own data and never have to repatriate and and pay to have that data come back on premise. Um, and you'll always be in control. Awesome. Yeah, we always say you don't want to be the company that's in the news for having your data spilled all over the place. Um, what, Keith, what makes you like the most excited when you're talking about this new solution from from HPE that that is GreenLake. You know, to say, to hear that your CEO is saying by 2022, everything we offer is gonna be as a service. Uh, but what makes you most excited being part of that vision and talking about the product and giving customers a solution? Sure. So it's a super exciting time to be at HPE. Um, we are by far the leaders in the marketplace with this offering. Um, nobody's even close. Um, we're doing it with our entire product portfolio. So I get a lot of exposure to a lot of different business units. That's super exciting as well. Um, and at the end of the day, we're really saving and adding value to our customers. I'm probably one of the only sales, sales guys in America that's going into a, an account and a customer and saying, you're buying too much from me. I need you to buy less. <laughs> so we are truly adding value uh, back to the business and our customers are seeing that. And I, I feel like everyone's going to want your number now that you said that. <laughs> the one sales guy who isn't asking me to buy more, um, which this might actually answer my uh, kind of answer my next question is when you're t 
talking to that cu- to your customers, what is the number one thing that you're asking them today to understand if they're a good fit for GreenLake? Sure. And most most of them don't even know the answer to this. Um, but typically, we're, we're trying to understand how they buy, how they over provision, um, what the applicate, what the three main applications look like, as well as what that what that what that data and traffic looks like. Um, but most people are they just don't know how how over provisioned they are. Um, so we have some free software tools that we run in environments and we can actually run these tools and a matter of a week and collect the data hmm. and then come back to them with hard and fast uh, numbers on, on truly how over-provisioned they are. And more importantly, after we roll out GreenLake, I can use those numbers that we establish as a baseline and come back to them after a year or two years. And I can quantify exactly how much savings that we delivered over that 12 or 24 months by rolling out GreenLake in real numbers. So real quick, tell me a little bit about what goes into the assessment with that one week assessment and how we a customer might be able to get that assessment. So our, our assessment tool is called Assessment Foundry. It's uh, very similar to uh, a VMware RV tools, basically pulling those same data points and data sets um, across the environment. It looks at uh, all things regardless of manufacturer. It will tell us the sizing of, of the hardware, whether it be server or storage. It will tell us what the utilization looks like. And typically we want to run that for at least a week or two to give us good visibility into the environment. Excellent. And I know that we have um, a very robust team here with HPE at Connection uh, that is very well versed in GreenLake and this assessment that you guys are offering. So if you are out there and you want to understand how you can better leverage your data, understand your data and ultimately pay less for your data, um, give us a give your account manager a call or visit www.connection.com and connect with us and learn all about HPE GreenLake and how it can help your business. Keith, thank you so much for joining the Connection to Experience podcast today. I hope you come back and join us soon. Thanks so much for having me.